make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Got a smile when I say that shit. Ah! Cool. So we're live. We are live with Maddie and Mason. Mason and Maddie. Actually, I, I was. I feel bad because I always introduced you as Mason's girlfriend. So I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say we're live with with Maddie and Maddie's boyfriend. Yes. There we go. <laughs> and I, I was actually thinking of questions for you guys earlier, and I. What so if you guys were like a celebrity couple, you know how they like make like like Jelena, that's like Justin Bieber and Macy. Selena. The answer is Macy. Macy. That's the only okay. one that works. What was that? Just the E for you? Like yeah, like. I was thinking Madison. Madison. <laughs> yeah, that's my like, full name. Yeah, it's your name. <laughs> it just doesn't sound right, and you can't do Maiden because that's just freaky. So Macy, Maddie. Mason, so yeah, it's about the best you can do because our names are too similar. Actually, fun fact: if I was Mason. a boy, my name was gonna be Mason. <laughs> no, uh, did you not? I did not know that. No, that's funny. In fact, actually, it was supposed to be Mason or Andrew, which was actually the name of one of my ex-boyfriends. But <laughs> the, the, either way, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> it's like a destiny thing. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my, I think my game was uh, supposed to be Jasmine if I was a girl. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. wow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I think of that name. I, I think of the Disney princess, obviously. Yeah. I don't think you would have liked it. Jasmine is such a unique name that, like, you gotta. It's almost like you gotta be kind of like not strange, but like you gotta be like on your own little. Like mysterious, yeah, almost. Yeah. You know, just kind of run with your own. Name. I feel like I feel like Jasmine could either be like just a gorgeous, like beautiful girl, mm -hmm. or a total hoe. <laughs> uh, like, I feel like it's either one. <laughs> 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 Hoes have to be pretty, because I feel like if you sleep around, you have to be kind of pretty for multiple guys to want to sleep with you. I feel like so guys have low. Some standards. guys have low. Yeah, most guys probably have low standards. I mean, you feel like a will. I was not going to say his name. That is what came to mind. <laughs> like, if, if you think of the guys that, like, I don't know, like, it, it, if we're going off like the number scale that you might rank like an like an eight or above, and you look at their like uh, like list. I feel like they would have some like low numbers on there. If you want to go off that superficial scale. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gotta go Well, uh, sand volleyball was dope last night too. It was, it was fun. It was a good time. Mason balled sure. out. I thought Mason was our Don't best player. <laughs> he I told me that last night too. What? I, I tell everyone because he's you're. I feel like you're super humble about soccer and stuff, but I feel like you know. Someone tells you you're good at volleyball, like, you're like, no, Maddie, I'm the master saint volleyball player, like, don't you worry, I'll I got after, this. but I'm not going to be serious about it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, especially in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's sand volleyball, like, it's, it's a wreck sand volleyball league. I'm not really a, a big accomplishment, I guess. True. So. Is that Still a cool, though. I think you're the best player on the court. That's just uh, my personal, yeah. I appreciate it. There's a good game. We'll see. What is that again? Yeah, you think he's the best on the court till I'm... No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. We just gotta spread you and me out so at least one of us is always out there because I think that's what killed us. Yeah, because we would go off at the same time and then... We could both set it, we could both hit the air, everybody else. Because you and I were off for a while and they scored like 15 both points. Both times when we were both out, they scored like 20 points. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. 
Especially the second game, we were up like 12 to 2, then we were both out, and they got the lead back. And I never went back in until. Yeah. Actually, I didn't go back in the rest of the game. They scored like two, three points. Or, yeah, yeah, you're yeah, they right. They scored like eight or nine points in a row, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like our team only scored oh, like two, yeah. three points or something. Yeah, it was bad. Hey, you're right. We never went back in. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Mason just got a brand new uh, Griezmann jersey. Oh, my bad, Natty. You're like barely in here. No, that's fine. I, yeah, that's <laughs> totally fine. I'm Just in. cut it, it'll be good. I totally, I had it, like, I must have moved it. No, I probably moved, because, like, I move, like, I'll go from, like, here <laughs> to, like, here, and then I'll be, like, under yeah. the table. I just move a lot. Yeah, whatever you do to get comfortable, right? Whatever you gotta do. You got it. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. I was sore. I was a little sore. Oh, yeah. I'm jumping around. I always thought I could jump higher, and then by the time the ball was coming, I was already, like, on my way down. So I like I would barely be able to hit it. Like, it's like, so like your timing with yeah. jumping was off. When I tried to spike it, I'd always like I could hit it way more, like way harder every time I spiked it. But I was like I jumped way too early, so I kind of just got my fingertips on it. Yeah, yeah. Like I there was a couple I could have like I was about ready to smack as hard as I could, but I didn't. I was like on my way down already. Did you just get like the tip? Mm-hmm. You, you probably faked out the other team because mm-hmm. like you're just getting a little piece of it. They're expecting <laughs> this big hit. Yeah, probably. They're all blinking their eyes, like. <laughs> well, would you like to uh, talk about your mother growing up as a minority? Oh. <laughs> sure. That was the next topic I had written down. So, do you want like the story of her life, or? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would like the story. She's pretty. Both my parents are actually kind of cool. So kinda, kinda, kinda. You know. Uh, so my parents grew up in Pagedale, which is kind of like. Eastern St. Louis area. Okay. Um, it was a really bad area. Like my like my my grandpa was like a really big like drag racer. Like he was really really good at it. But there was thirteen kids, and my mom was like number eleven. And then it's so, like my mom when my mom turned like four, like literally like four days after my mom turned four, her mom died and left like all the kids. My grandpa freaked out, left. And, like, just, like, left all the kids in the house. Uh-huh. So, like, they had, like, no one to, like, provide for them or anything. So, like, my mom's oldest brother, my Uncle Dave, basically, like, fed all of them and, like, tried to, like, keep everyone together. And then my, when my grandpa came back a year later, he had my mom's stepmom, who brought two more kids with her. And, like, she kind of, like, took over everything or whatever. Mm-hmm. My mom went to, like, this public school. She had to, like, walk, like, two miles, like, to school. And she was her and my dad were, like, the only, like, white people in the school. Mm-hmm. Like, my mom, like, didn't, like, know that, like, that was, like, because, you know, typically, like, white people are, like, like, the majority in most, like, areas. Right. Um, Specifically like, so in, the, like, the U.S., absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so, like, she didn't know, like, that that was unusual. So, like, she, like, she was friends with the most, like, they were friends. Like, everything was fine, but, like, she was picked on a lot for being white, which is, that sounds so weird to me. Because, like, I feel like most of the time, like, black people are being harassed for being their color just because a lot of times they call these older people, especially, like... Yeah, it defies the stereotype Yeah, completely. they got some things going. They, I don't get it because I don't, I don't really believe that black people are inferior. I feel like everyone's equal, but, like... Absolutely. In this, like, sense, like, my mom was, like, inferior. Like, they made fun of her for being, like, a little white girl. Like, she double-dutched and... She always had her hair in braids, and, like, they made fun of her, and, like, they would fight her in the bathrooms, which my mom kicked ass, by the way. She was pretty cool. Um, one time... That would make you tough. 
Oh yeah, that my mom's really a tough, tough person. Yeah, and um, like her elementary school had barbed wire around it, which is crazy to me. Like she'd wake up, her bike would be stolen, or like there'd be like gun like gunfights going on or something. Like overnight. Yeah, because like it was a bad area. Like East Saint, like East St. Louis is bad now, but like it was just as bad then, and mm-hmm. like especially like in a lot of areas. And so, like, that was always an issue. Like, her and my dad were, like, chased out of school with a gun in middle school. And, like, it was, like, intense. Like, there was just... And, I mean, it wasn't just because they were white. It's just because, like, that's kind of how it was. Like, like if you made people mad, like, sometimes, like, in, especially, like, in, like, the like inner city areas, like, mm-hmm. you just... It was just, like, that's how it was. Like, you just fight people. And, I'm, obviously, I don't know much about it because, like, that's not how I grew up, but... Like yeah, just like that was the way to handle like conflict. Yeah, just like yeah. the stories I hear, like it just didn't sound like very civil. It doesn't matter what color you were, they, it just wasn't like you don't just talk about things to like fix them. So it's kind of like a violent area. So like basically like she like she likes to talk about how everyone can be like picked on. Like it doesn't matter if you're white or if you're black or if you're Asian or if you're Mexican. Like if people don't like you, you're gonna be picked on. It doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your color. Like, but with her, it did because she was different. Yeah, she was the minority and she was an easy target. Yeah, which is what I think is hilarious. Because I mean, it wasn't like everyone picked on her. Like, she had lots of friends, like lots of friends who cared for her, and like my dad had lots of friends who cared about them, and like they were great. But there was always a few people, just like in every everywhere, there's always a few people who ruin it for a group. Right. And they just picked on her because like she was white. They would call her a little white girl. Like, why are you here? And like. Do you think you're fancy for being white? Like, all this stuff. And, like, my mom literally, like, she didn't know that, like, white people were, like, kind of like a thing outside. Right, right. She didn't know. She just knew about her little bubble kind of deal. Okay. Yeah. So, I always thought that was kind of interesting. She always talked about that, which is why she always tells me, like, not to really, like, pick on anyone, like, anyways. So... I always think that's interesting. It's just, a, it's just like, an interesting twist, like, to hear, like, it from the other side. Because, like, you know, I feel like a lot of times, like, when things happen, sometimes it's easy to, like, pull, like, a race card. And I'm not saying that, that that doesn't happen. Like, there's certainly people who are, like, like, who pick on people because of their color, just because they're a certain color. But it's not always the case. And I feel like because everyone jumps to that conclusion, like, it causes more problems. I mean... You should see the problem when it's there, but if it's not there, you shouldn't make it a problem, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, someone, I don't know, like, I can't even think of a good example, to be honest. It is it is a weird aspect of human nature. Mm-hmm. Like, like since they're different than us, they become, like, inferior. Since they're the minority and an easy yeah. target, like... We, it's all like they, I guess they, they set themselves up to be vulnerable because they are different mm-hmm. and they're not similar to everybody else around them. So then, like, human nature, like, we're gonna, we're gonna take them out. Or, like you said, like, yeah. it's not even necessarily everyone, it really is like a very small percentage, especially yeah. in today's world. I mean, like, racism's not super prevalent amongst our generation. I hope not. I don't, hmm. it's, it's sad that, like, it was ever, I think, <laughs> I, kind of write a paper about, like, slavery and, like, racism throughout, like, the years in America, uh-huh. and I was truly embarrassed for, like, America's past, like, that that was even a thing that mm-hmm. we had going on. That's how you should feel. That's it's, how it... it's embarrassing. Like, why would you ever think that's okay to do to another 
human. Literally, the only reason why they're any different than us is because they grew up, like, they, they originated from a different part of the world where the sun was hotter and, like, there was constant sun mm-hmm. and they, they, they would die of skin cancer, so their skin just became darker, so they, they protected themselves. That's literally the only thing that is different. And it makes me so mad that people are like, oh, well, you know what? They're all like this, and all Asians are like this, and all Mexicans are like this, and all whites are racist. Like, that's not, you can't say all for anything. Like, that, it, that, that is. is really becoming like a topic in like modern, like, especially like in the, in the West right now, like in uh, the U.S. specifically, like the white straight male, it like is becoming a target because, mm. because of like the, the blamed oppression in the past and like like just because you're a white straight male you get all this ridicule now from like the side that was like like it, it, that just makes sense it's like fighting hate with hate but where's the justification there yeah like it, you're just you're just creating a new problem it doesn't make sense to me at all actually like psychologically that's how most humans work and i think it's crazy like um there's like I don't really know, like, what the specific studies were that were done that, like, really proved this or even what it's called because it's been a while since I was in my psych class, but it was, like, something along the lines of, like, let's say, like, I was, like, ruling over you, like, you mm-hmm. guys, and I treated you guys like, like shit. Like, I was, like, you guys are going to cater to all of my, like, beck and calls and, like, whatever I want you guys are going to do, and, like, you guys hated me, you hated it, so you always think about how much you hated being treated the way I was treating you, right? Mm-hmm. So you'd think that once you were put in charge, you would treat other people, even if I wasn't a part of the people that you were controlling, other people correctly and, like, how you'd want to be treated. But psychologically speaking, most of the time you would go and treat them exactly how you were treated because you're mad and you want to be the one in charge and so you're going to do whatever was done to you to all those people. And I think that's exactly what happens, like, racially people get mad, like, all the white people are racist, well, all the Asian people are this and that, and so they just switch and they just blame, they just keep going back and forth because they want the other people to feel how they felt, but... It's fighting fire with fire, it really is. You should just treat people exactly how you would want to be treated in their situation, like, exactly, like, you should not, like, if you don't want someone to pull your hair, don't pull theirs, right? So if you don't want someone to call you a name, don't call them a name. Absolutely. It's just so easy. I don't know. Maybe it's not that easy. I feel like it's easy. I don't like being mean to people. Well, I mean, that's that's definitely one response, and that's a very common response. I personally, I don't know if it's the way I was raised or just the way I like I choose to respond, but I like I, I I'm usually a lot more empathetic because I've been in those shoes. Like mm-hmm. like I know what it feels like. Uh, well, a prevalent example, like when I was younger, like I felt I thought I was stupid until like uh, freshman year of high school. And then I was, I don't know, there was like a pivotal moment in my life. So I know what it feels like to be stupid. So any point in my life now, when I see somebody in a, in a vulnerable, vulnerable position to like be made fun of for being dumb or, uh, maybe somebody who actually is being made fun of for being stupid or something like that, then like, I've always been extremely empathetic because I like, I know how it feels to feel that way. And, uh, that's, that's almost, that's a more empathetic approach, but like, I feel like the other approach is more like anger. Like you're angry about what happened to you. So therefore you're going to get, you're going to get even, you're going to get mm-hmm. like good, which I agree. I don't agree with that at all. Yeah. I, 
I just don't like it. I mean, it actually makes me sad to, like, be, like, even, like, with Mason, like, we've been dating for three years, practically, and if he gets on my nerves, and, like, I snap at him, like, like, five minutes later, I will be, like, sad that I even, like, even if it's not that mean, like, I'll, like, almost tear up, like, I'm sorry, like, I didn't mean, like, to be mean, and, like, it, just because, like... Why do you think that makes you sad? Because I love him. I don't want to be, like, annoyed with him, you know? So you're kind of mad that, like, you, you let your emotions get the better of you? Yeah. Like, it's and just, they I snapped on him? I feel like the people that you care about most, like, it's most easy to snap on them because, like, you know they're always going to be around, but, like, mm-hmm. you shouldn't, can't can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom does have to me all the time. That's, that's funny you say that, because I've been thinking about that a lot lately, too. Like crazy? Like, you, you, like, the people you care about the most, you sometimes treat the worst. Mm-hmm. And you're like, like, why? Why do I do this? Yeah, you're, you're totally right. Because, especially, like, the, the people that are super, like, loving and very nice towards you, and you know mm-hmm. their, their, like, their love is unconditional, but then you, you spend so much energy and time to, like, please the people that are just temporary in your mm-hmm. life. That is that is a weird concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like like with us, like it's easy. Like obviously, like we're gonna get annoyed with each other. We spend. I mean, we don't spend as much time as we used to anymore together, but um, just because we don't have time. But it's easy to kind of get like kind of snappy with each other because mm-hmm. I mean, if you say like, like I hate when Mason tickles me, but he knows it's gonna make me laugh, so he does all the time. But sometimes I just really don't want to be tickled, so I'll be like, Mason, what the fuck, stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I feel bad because I was like, he's just trying to make me happy, but really, I just really do not want to be tickled all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like one of those things that's like, mm. Yeah, true. Like, you know, I don't like it, but at the same time, you're just trying to make me happy, so like. At the same time, like those those shitty times, though, that like you, you are getting mad at him or he's getting mad at you, like mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, they're, they're kind of, they kind of reaffirm like why you care about that person too like like if they're if they're gonna stick through all like the bullshit in the relationship and then they're still gonna like stick around for like the good parts then like mm-hmm. yeah like, and I feel like you know like if you get like mad like that means like kind of care like I mean obviously tickling is different but like if I like find out he does something stupid like I'm probably gonna be mad because I care about him I almost made it happen to him like if you don't really care like you know like if I hear like one of his like kind of like acquaintance not friends but like acquaintances just something ridiculous I'm just like whatever like that's I mean if something happens like if something happens and I'll be sad but like it's not like I would be like completely heartbroken you know what I'm saying but like Mm -hmm. if something happened to him I would be heartbroken so like why like that's why I get mad so like it's kind of like kind of getting aggravated and it's kind of like good because it means that you actually care but you know, if you're just like, whatever, I don't care if you go do heroin, like, that's obviously bad because you should care that your boyfriend does heroin because he's your boyfriend you want him to live, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Right? <laughs> Did I explain that right? Yeah, because yeah, right. you, you, you want the best for them. You want the right. best for them, yeah. You got me. Good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I didn't explain that very well. Yeah, I get that. Well, what, uh, what, do you, what do you guys think are some of the major causes for depression in the United States? Because I mean, we... We have the most, like, affluent, most, I don't know, just, like, there's a, whenever I'm with you guys, you guys always have, like, some, like, <laughs> like something that you guys know well, about. She, well, she talked about this yesterday. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Well, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. You guys both just look at each other and grin. No, we have a relationship. We have mm. relationship language. Oh, yeah. No, I'm kidding. Some, some <laughs> mind reading. Yeah, yeah telepathy. Yeah. <laughs> I actually talked about this yesterday. Do you want to talk? Mm. 
It is a weird concept, though. Like, we're living in the greatest time, the most affluent, just nicest, all around. Like, all our, uh, I don't know, all our, like, fundamental human needs are kind of, like, taken care of for the most part, right? For most of us, not all of us, but... That's true. And I, there's more depression than ever. I, I talked about this yesterday, which is why I said it might be a good topic. I can't, I still can't, I didn't ever look up the term, but it's like cultural disease or like something like that. Depression and like anorexia and bulimia, they're very real. Like I'm not trying to take away from the fact that, that they're like not, like, that they are real. Like I know like those are things that actually happen. Like they're actually really hard on people and like it's difficult to deal with them and all that stuff. Absolutely. I'm not trying to take away from that fact before I start. Before I even start talking, I don't want people to think I'm like, that's not that's not a thing because it is. But if you go to places like Asia, China, Japan, there's no such thing as depression or anorexia because they they people think I feel like there's like this concept here that if you're not happy all the time, you're depressed. But why would you be happy all the time? Think about it. Like if you're not. If you're not jealous, like, if you don't feel a need to, like, want to do better and, like, you don't have, like, that ever, like, if you don't ever have, like, that feeling of, like, being sad, then you'll never know what happiness is. Like, how, why would you ever, how could you ever be happy all the time? Because you wouldn't even know what happiness is. So, people, like, I feel like here are, like, oh, well, if you're not super happy, you're depressed, here's some pills. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not how it works. We definitely over-medicate. Yeah. In China, they don't have pills. They're, they're, like... Yeah, for sad, but like we'll be happy in a couple of weeks. Like it's fine. Like, well, what about Japan? Because Japan has one of the highest suicide rates. Just mm-hmm. talked about this with him too. So Japan, it's been like a long running thing. I mean, I don't know how it is now, but I know like in the past in Japan, like having being proud, like pride is like a big thing there. So like, mm-hmm. like having a family that you're like proud of and like is doing well and like in like the society is important so I know like I don't know how many years ago it was a I know for a long time like probably at least hundreds of years ago like it used to be a thing where if you embarrassed your family you killed yourself to avoid and like like bestowing embarrassments like the rest of them like that kind of situation okay so like if like the like if the family does something to like embarrass themselves like religiously, spiritually, like, whatever, like, they were just, like, off themselves. It's not because they were sad. It's because they were embarrassed. Like, they were, they were, they felt like they were, like, shamed. Really? Okay. Wow. Do you think that many people would kill themselves for that reason? That's a lot of people. Historically, yes. So you're saying, like, maybe it's not always that reason? I mean, I don't think it's purely that. I feel like now it probably isn't, but back hundreds of years ago, if I'm recalling my history, my history correctly that's how it was like mm-hmm. especially like in times of war like back then like mm-hmm. you you're supposed to be prideful in your family but yeah no nobility was extremely because uh, japan's become a lot more westernized since yeah. like the turn of one of the it was either the first or second world war i don't know which one it was the second, it was the second. probably okay that, that would make sense and it, they were a lot more about like nobility and whatnot and like uh like yeah, yeah, like nobility, pretty yeah. much. Before but then. Now, like more presently, like I don't really know what's going on. Like I haven't read anything. Like I know about like that forest Mason was telling me about. Like that's like known for like suicide, which is horrific. And I really hope that's. It was the one that that's Jake Paul. over. Sorry. Let me find that. I really hope it's like. Logan Paul. Over dramatized, mm-hmm. but. 
That's horrific. I mean, they, got, they have, like, signs over the place telling people, like, specifically talking about killing themselves. Like, they, like, give support numbers along the trail and stuff. People go out there and they'll camp out for a couple of days before they do it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Where did you read that? I, read, I saw a video on Vice. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, like, do, like, a documentary? Oh, really? Wow. Did they go talk to people and find out? Um, they How did. How did you find out about that? Because I feel like everyone would be dead that... Did that. I mean, there's people like there's bodies. You must stop people trees. in the middle of the trail and ask like, how long have you been here? When do you plan on killing yourself? Why? You know like, what I'm saying? Like, oh, you're saying like, why? How do you know how their do motives? You know they, yeah, like how do you know that they that they stay there for a couple of days before they kill themselves? Because well, there's tents and there's tents and stuff. And people, uh, a lot of people also do is they um, look at like you know like the stretchy ribbon stuff. Some people tie in trees. This kind of hangs off like that. Uh, oh, the, uh, like, like almost, um, like caution tape? Yeah, it's just, like, thin. It's going to be able to take that and they'll wrap it on the trees as they go into the forest. So if they decide not to, they could find their way back. Oh, okay. But that's all that's... Like just, like, a scare. But that's how they find the tents. Like, they go find, they follow the trail, and they find the tents, and then the bodies are usually just around there. Wow. That's so sad. But like there was like there was they were talking to a guy that he would I don't know if he was like somebody who worked there or somebody who just did it just to be a good person, but he would like he would go into the woods and try and find people and stop them. Oh, that's, that's what's up. Or he would talk to that. them and see what they were doing. That'd probably be really annoying from their perspective. It's like, dude, I'm just trying to die. Go away. <laughs> but at the same time, like it, the, who knows? Maybe, maybe they have they, someone who's doing Yeah, exactly. Maybe they want some need somebody to talk to. But at that point, it's definitely not a cry for help. They're definitely serious about taking their own life if they're out in that forest with those intentions. That's a scary yeah, thought. I don't but you have to look up why they do I mean, I'm sure they probably leave notes or they have their books or something. Yeah, I'm not sure if it would even... I don't know. Because, like, since it is more Western, I don't even know if it would be about nobility anymore. I have no, I have no because, I mean, it's not like they're fighting in wars. It's not like, you know what I'm saying? Like, True. It's not like there's really anything that they would be noble for. Well, just the nobility of their family name, possibly, too. Because yeah. I, I do know they value their family name over in, like, Oriental cultures a lot more than we do yeah. here. That's true. Which would make sense. But that that is a good point because, like, I, I always kind of uh, just assumed that the uh, that the main motive for suicide would be depression, not, like... I didn't even take into consideration. Yeah. yeah. That's, that, that was a big thing. Like, I don't remember what war it was, but my history teacher was talking about it. Um, like, because, like, the thought from Japan was that we would be, like, our families, I think it was, I don't know, I wish I would have taken better notes. But I think it was something along along the lines of, like, they thought, and I don't want to say it wrong, because, like, if anyone who's listening to this <laughs> knows the correct way, please tell me. But... I think, like, the, their thought of the bombing um, of Pearl Harbor was that, we, like, Americans would be so embarrassed that we would kill ourselves, we would take ourselves out of the war because we would be so embarrassed if that happened, because that's how they thought. So oh, wow. that's what they were thinking was. But there was someone in Japan who was like, no, that's not how it's going to work. Like, Americans don't just, like, they don't kill themselves because they're, they're embarrassed. Like, they will come back and fight. Oh, we'll come back a hundred times harder, too. That was the biggest problem that, like, Japan didn't, like, think it all the way through. That is interesting. That is really interesting. My history teacher was great. She was really interesting. When they got through all the islands, I don't know know which ones they were, but, like, Iwo Jima, whatever it is, like, those ones, 
like the the people there like they wouldn't surrender they would fight till they died or no, they would uh, just kill themselves yeah, yeah because, I mean they would like to kill every single person that because was that's how it was oh. like, that's what I'm saying like it's hard to say like everything like, like in Japan like nobility is a huge thing like they want to be prideful in their name so like that's it's not because they, they're necessarily sad if they kill themselves sometimes it's just they were they felt like they embarrassed their family name which I feel like here we'd be like what you didn't embarrass like you didn't embarrass your, your family name. Yeah, we forgive you. We yeah. forgive you. You're good. You're good. Yeah. Keep going. Like, <laughs> but like that's I guess that's not how it was there. And I really hope I'm not getting all this wrong and offending people because. We're doing the best we can. Yeah, like I'm just. Kamikaze. I'm not a historical yeah. person. True, true. I love everyone though. <laughs> it was like a fight till you die mentality. I wonder if they're very self-conscious of the way others perceive them. You know, that almost alludes to like. How like like why would you care about your family name so much then? You know like would you care about it because other people are thinking of your family differently because you negatively impacted them, so that embarrasses you or hmm. like why else would you care? Well, I mean think about it name. if you're think about being like like his example like how like you'd have to kill everyone because mm-hmm. they will fight till they die. Imagine being the one family that was like. We surrender. I mean, you don't have to kill us. Like it's fine. We don't. We don't want to fight you anymore. Imagine being that one family in that whole in that whole country, and then everyone's just like, um, "Excuse me, that's not how it's ever worked." Like you would be like, "You're, you're right. Never mind." Like sinks into chair and dies <laughs> for the rest of their life. Like that's just how it was. Like they were just expected. But you you have nobody around to judge you because all your everybody who didn't surrender is dead. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, good point. There, there was a story of a uh, Japanese soldier, and I want to say it was one of the World Wars. Um, I think it was. I think you're right. And he, uh, I think you're right because it was until like the 60s or something. But he, he was in the woods, like he living off of like for... the land. Yeah, he lived there for like years. Like he I'm pretty sure it was around the 60s. Him. Yeah, he thought the war was going on for a while. And they found him, and he was, like, trying to fight back or something. Now I think about it, the the book, I got that one. Uh, yeah, I read that in a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, and I read it, like, <laughs> about a year ago, and I can barely remember it now. That's so, I hate how memory works that way. I wish you could, like, <laughs> once you memorize something, you, like, have it, you know? Because I remember, like, telling that, that story, like, way more, like, in detail. Be great for school. Yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is, that is really interesting, though. Well, like, what, why do you think depression is so prevalent here, though? Just because there's all these medications and people are telling you that you're depressed. Because you're not const- like because you're not consistently happy. Like it's the quick fix. Yeah. Like. That's what he was saying. Like people are used to having like you look up you look up a question you have it ten seconds later. It's like people don't want to like wait and like work for like satisfaction. Like they want it now. So like if they want to be happy right now. Mm-hmm. Here's a drug. Try it. True. If it doesn't work, we'll give you a different one. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. And like things like anorexia, like I feel like other countries. I don't know about other countries because I haven't traveled, and I'm gonna do that one day. But like right now, like they don't idolize tiny skinny little girls like like we do here. So like they're not really focused on being super tiny, super skinny. They're just focused on being healthy. So like here. 
I feel like sometimes eating disorders develop because we have a country that idolizes such tiny people. Like, even, like, like even, like, I didn't, like, develop an eating disorder, but, like, I definitely had some type of disordered eating for a little bit, especially, like, while I was cheering. Because, like, I'm a pretty small girl, but, like, some of the flyers that were on some of the teams I was on, like, were really small, and I was like, well, I need to be smaller, so I would cut. Did they find, like, the smallest girl on the team and use them as the poster child? Kind of. I mean, not really, not not like for cheer so much, like not only not for like the teams I was on because like my coach did a great job at like making sure like she knew like we knew that we were all healthy and we were all great the way we were. Mm-hmm. But like still like seeing like all those other little girls and like I was like, well, I'm little, but like I'm not that little, so I would start just being like, oh, maybe I'll just take out like that half of my meal and I would just eat that half, or you know, like just like stuff like that. But like it obviously becomes much more extreme when girls who feel like they are not what they want to be like they just see all these pictures of these models and magazines or on tv shows or movies and guys too i mean guys can have eating disorders as well but um, it's definitely a lot more common amongst females for sure prevalent in girls that is yeah wow. and just think, like my little sisters are probably just a little bit bigger than me and they have kids who are telling them they are fat so imagine like you see all only skinny people and all these magazines and TV shows, and then you have kids saying you're fat. What else would you want to do? Yeah, true. You know? Where do you think the problem derives from the most? Do you think it's males putting the, like, like just a... Culture-based. Culture. Like, where in the culture, though? Do you think uh-huh. it's the, the media specifically showing, like, these Victoria's Secret models on... It's just on, what people think as an ideal person. The culture that's like they that's like specifically but now it's men. Interesting. I think it's women too because they try to do, they try to get there. Well, now it's interesting though because it's almost it, shifting from being super skinny to now it's kind of like the athletic build is like what's in right now because you see all these girls who are starting to go to the gym all the time and they're doing like these meal plans and you have all these fitness accounts going on on Instagram. So I think the like the ideal is almost shifting from being super skinny to just being. Like the athletic build, you know, like the muscular legs, the bubble thick. butt, the like, kind of like, yeah, thick, I guess, too. Could be. Yeah, that is becoming more of a trend, you're right. Yeah. Like the right. small waist, like, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it could be, I mean, there's the athletic build and then there's just like the, the surgical kind where you can just get all the, like the fat suction out of your stomach and put into your ass and have that little thing going on there, but I mean... Which I think is a little bit healthier than being stick thin. I'd rather people be all about going to the gym and as long as you're eating the right stuff, going to the gym. And Absolutely. I agree. I agree with the, uh, where did you say it was that they value more of like just being healthy all around? That's what they find attractive? What? You said, was that a specific country that you said they value like? Oh, here, like it's starting to shift, like in America. Like I don't know if you've noticed, but like you don't see like as many things on Instagram about you don't see like all the girls with the likes being super stick thin mm-hmm. now like now that those girls aren't beautiful but like more now it's more like oh here's my fitness account here's my fitness account like go to the gym do this like this is great for you like now like I feel like it's almost shifting like I know almost all of my Instagram feed is girls like here's the workout I did today and here's the food I ate and subscribe to my email list to get my my workout plans and stuff like that and I think like that's awesome to be shifting from like being stick thin to being just like, you know, like the athletic build. Absolutely. Or, I mean, even thick is better than never eating. I've always had a lot of empathy for like women in general, just having like the societal pressures of like the physical appearance because 
Like, the, it, it really is, like, currency. It is a weird concept. Like, to be physically attractive is, like, there's so much pressure, I feel like. And I, I just, I've never felt the pressure, but, like, I see the pressure. Trans, like, I'm but, beautiful. I don't feel <laughs> pressure. Like. <laughs> no, but, like, like, as a guy, like, you don't have, like, the, the pressure to look good. But I will say this, and this is really bizarre to me, because this is something I've noticed in myself over the past, like, probably, like, two months. And it's something that I was actually insecure about was that the physical appearance of the person that I decide to be with. Yeah. And I was constantly questioning, is she good enough? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) You think? Like, is she good enough? Is she hot enough? Is she skinny enough? Is she this enough? If we're being honest, that's one of the biggest things that, like, I worry about. Like, I don't want people to think Mason has an ugly girlfriend. Like, that is literally a thing that runs through my mind, like, every day. Right. Like, if I go to the store and I, like, run into one of his friends, like, I'm like, shit, should I put on makeup? Like, they're going to think I'm ugly without makeup. They're going to think I'm ugly, like... That's a, that's a real problem. So do you think the problem derives from, like, men being too judgmental of females? Oh, here's a question. This is going for you. What do you think that... Because you used to be kind of skinny like I was when you were a freshman. Mm-hmm. And you got really big. Do you think you got really big because you thought it would get you, like, more girls? Or you thought you'd look better? Do you think it's because you were going to get weight or just because you wanted to be big? Or did you just want to be big? Good question. Because I got very, okay. very obsessive with working out my junior year of high yes, school. And I know some like when you went from being skinny to getting really big. Right. Like that was a big transition. Yeah, I would, I would say a lot of the motivation, I, I think what it was was a mixture of benefits, and I looked at it, like, objectively. Like, okay. <laughs> like, like I, I think a little bit was, like, a little bit was, like, girls. Like, obviously, that, that's definitely a benefit, being more athletic, Jordan being stronger. on list about getting big. <laughs> <laughs> but I just saw the benefits that came with it. I feel healthier. I am healthier. Uh, I'll know more about fitness, more about nutrition. And uh, really the way I saw it is I was like, okay, I can work out a shit ton in high school and fit, like, like surpass my fitness goals now. And then in college, it'll be a lot easier to just maintain it. And honestly, that's what I've done. I really haven't gained any high, like weight since high school. I've actually, but, I guess I've gained like five, 10 pounds, but like. So do you think that relates to a culture of being a certain way, a certain body shape? Ooh. Is that why you started that's working what, out? No, I mean, I wanted to get bigger for soccer. So you're yeah, saying, like... like play Missouri State's club team. We can get on. You can make it. You no, can definitely yeah, make you it. You can make the actual team. You can make it... You, you, I, you can make it literally any position. You can make it as a goalie, as a defender, as okay. a midfielder, or... Yeah, maybe not a goalie. You possibly, not possibly. Mason, the senior, senior year soccer player Mason, mm-hmm. went and tried out for the Missouri State team, he would at least make it on. Yeah. I did. I did make it. What? I did it my junior summer. Mason, you said you did it your sophomore summer, and that was before you were like number. Two. I think both of us would make it. That was honestly, you I think were both of us could make the team. One in the state, like mm. you know what I'm saying? Like who? What school would be like? Oh, you're number one in the state yet? Yeah, no, we don't want you. Like, yeah, yeah, true. Who would do that? It's about connections, not about skill. True, true. It's hundred percent about. Okay, but you got connections for being number one in the state, like. No, like, like I didn't know any Gallagher coaches. If you know Gallagher coaches, you pretty much guaranteed to go. Wherever or the accent. Want. Yeah, or the accent. Or you're just from Europe. Yeah, yeah. Just, just the, the soccer That's teams are typically, like, all around the world. Mm-hmm. Typically, college, a lot of college teams are. Gotcha. I was 
was like, is that like a slang term? I don't know. <laughs> but, but what were you saying? You, what was your question? Uh, but, wait, would you, were you kind of implying uh, the question of were any of my actions like based out of like insecurity of not being yes. big enough? Sure. So the same thing as okay. a girl losing weight to eat skinny with anorexia, but it's a, your version as a guy getting weight. I more ideal. I feel like shape. you. I'm trying to work out to get laid. <laughs> it, oh, like, really, sex has never been a huge like motive, like. Or like a nice looking girl. Or I think girls with a would you would get hotter. Or, you would be able to pick up hotter women by being bigger. I've never really seen it like that too much. I, I, a little bit like. A little bit just like to be the best, I guess, shape, I guess you could say that I could be like, I've, I've, it's more that I've just always set a standard. For example, like, like I've had apps in seventh grade and that's not me bragging. That is like a factual statement. And I've more so just seen it as like a standard that I hold myself to because it, it, I almost like, like there have been points in life where I've like started to like kind of lose them a little bit. And I, like, shame myself. I start realizing, like, my self-talk. And I realize, like, how much confidence I have that derives from there. And, I, and I'm not even saying it does anymore, but, like, back in the day, like, my – the fact that I had abs mm -hmm. gave me a lot of confidence. And that confidence led me to present myself better, which led to, like, me deriving my confidence from other mm -hmm. areas of life, other aspects. Okay, so, so yes, a little bit. I think a little bit. I'm, it's hard to put my like but self and like like the paradigm I viewed the world with like mm -hmm. in high school. I bet a little bit, but I know for a fact that I've never been like okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna work out every day, and the main motive is pussy. Like nah, <laughs> yeah, you know, like it's never really been that way. Nah. See, like that's like that's like the same thing with girls though. Like they don't do it just because like oh well that guy won't think I'm hot unless I'm sick then. It's more like oh well that all those girls in the magazine are super skinny. All the girls in the movie are super skinny. All of my friends say I'm fat. So. So it's, it's the like competitive appeal amongst women. No, it's, it's just because they feel. They feel out of place. They feel out of yeah, out of place. Not like well, I can't not say good for enough. all women. There's always not good enough, everyone either. has different reasons. Like you can't say. Everyone's depressed because they're not happy. You know, I'm saying like there's a different reason for everyone uh -huh. that go that goes through disordered eating. Do you think there's like a uh, expectation, like in, uh, a cultural expectation? And yeah, I mean, describe the perfect girl. Go. Hmm. Oh, that's the thing you though. Sound like, dicky. I don't care. No, that's the thing. Like, I, like when girls comment like perfect, like perfect on girl, mm -hmm. other girls' pictures, I'm like. Like, why, why are you telling your friend that she looks perfect? Because nobody's ever going to look perfect. Okay, well, describe, and if you're chasing, describe like, the ideal girl in America society. An ideal girl? Uh, Not personality. Okay. Like, totally just... Like just physical features. Yes. Uh, I'm pretty impartial about hair color. Uh, I mean, I prefer, like, blonde or brunette. I'm, I'm pretty impartial, though. Um, I'm kind of impartial about, like, eye color, too. Mm -hmm. I, I would imagine I, I would definitely favor like uh, proximity, like like having good like jawline. Yeah, like they, they say. Well, they say that you're you're attracted to. Uh, I can't think of the word. Like, but like good angles, you know. Like, yeah, a certain angle. There's like a one angle. It's it's like the golden angle, whatever. Yeah. yeah I and like, like certain like eye separation, mm -hmm. like how big your eyes are, like yeah. the size it's of your nose. About one number. Yeah. yeah. 
I think I think the ideal girl I would like to find some imperfections in, because I feel like that would create a lot of insecurity as a guy with like a like if you had like the ideal Western civilization civilization girl and you're walking down the street with her Instagram model like a fitness model like that would actually kind of suck in a lot of ways like like especially if they're getting DM'd all the time I mean it depends on her, like who she is as a person. That's awesome. Nobody's ever put their feet on the table. Oh, sorry. No, no, that's awesome. That's <laughs> awesome. No, no, keep oh. them up. Keep them up. <laughs> Take your shoes off if you want. No, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's just how I sit. That's funny. But uh, I, I, I don't know, like a like a tight waist. Uh, I'm kind of impartial, but like I mean, I like big boobs. I like small boobs. I'm impartial. Uh, he likes all the boobs. I do. Day. I do like a nice booty. I do like a nice booty. <laughs> And then nice legs, but I mean, mm-hmm. I, so you're I kind of like athletic, like an athletic build, like girls who like work out and they just naturally like not like necessarily like you know rock hard abs, like super defined muscles. You just like someone who looks like they have done a sport. I definitely them. favor the fit look, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like look at my ex girlfriend Julie, like she's trying to feel like <laughs> American Ninja right. Warrior or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's she's she was awesome. ripped. She was ripped. She's awesome. I love Julie. Debatable. Um, Okay. I didn't know you guys got along. No, good for you. I'm no. not. No, I'm not gonna bash her. No, I got nothing bad to say about her. I actually didn't even know you do it. Yeah. Such a good mood. Through the sofa, that was funny. Um, no, I see her all the time. We we took pictures. Um, she saw me at uh, the the spring tailgate. Um, and she came and took a picture with me, and we always say hi. Sorry. No, no, no. It's cool. No. I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna respond negatively because you. It, it, because somebody's impacting your life positively that happened to cheat on me. Like, I, I'm not going to... She cheated on you? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. To somebody that I introduced her to as well. Oh, and, well, and it could be worse because his uncle, uncle's wife cheated on him mm-hmm. with his best friend. Imagine that. Wait, say that again. Okay, so imagine you're married to Julie and she mm. cheats on you with your best friend. And then they get married. Wow. Wow, really? Yeah. I didn't know that happened. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Best friends oh, now school. that's on camera. Sorry. Like middle school Sorry, Brandon. School. Wow. We'll see this. Dude, I could oh, not. No, like, like if, you're, you cut that out? if you're committed, like, honestly, I never really edit these up. Is it? Is that fun? Is it? I mean, I mean you said it. You said it. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he would love to see that in the video. To be completely honest, but I don't know. That would that would be different because if you're you're married to somebody, that's completely different. That's crazy. Wow. Yeah, that's that's that sucks. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've said too much. I'm done talking today. No, you're mm-hmm. fine. You're fine. You no names were dropped. No names were dropped. <laughs> yeah, so. she said it. I said it. Too. Oh really? Oh. All right. Well, next topic. Next topic. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> Uh, well, How well, many views do you get on these? Uh, I think I got like 20 the other day, actually. Okay. Yeah. This one is like... Well, if it's about me and you, they're more likely to watch it. True, true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. It's not about us. We're just But we're in it. Sometimes I'm working in it. So, so no one's going to watch just because we're in it. He might. We're just a bunch of lames. Well, or, this is or if my mom watches it, and she's like, "Oh my God, Brandon, guess what's in this video?" You just said the name now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, we're fifty-five minutes in. It's fine. I'm sure at this point, though, I would assume, and I I don't want to speak for him because I one I don't know him super well. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool guy, though, by the way. But uh, yeah, 
But I, I would assume he's accepted it fully at this point, and it's not like we're like talking bad about him. We just stated a fact. Right, I just right. said it could be worse. True. But yeah. it turned out great for him. That's how I see it too. That's how I see it too. Like like, if if that if that wouldn't uh, have ended, then other things wouldn't have started, and I wouldn't ultimately I wouldn't be who I am today. And I can say that I love who I am today. So. I feel like that's the best way to look at it. You know, that's the best way, like, like if anything bad happens, like, just try to make it a growing experience. Try to find a way, like, uh, to benefit from that obstacle, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel you. I'm sorry, my tailbone just really hurts. No, you're fine. You're fine. What do you guys think the world would be like without dogs? Sad. Be sad. <laughs> well, I would never have allergies again. Well, there'd be a well, lot more cats. cats. Mm. I'm not a big fan of cats. So. Cats are a bunch of bitches. That is a good point. There would be more. Like, people would definitely want companionship with pets, and cats would probably be a very common alternative. I'd rather get rid of all the cats. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't. I would not. People I don't think I would cats. shed one single tear if all the cats left. People who have cats didn't really I know like that them. sounds so mean. I don't think I'd care that much either. Well, the people that have cats actually do like them, usually, but I feel like there's a there's a specific type of people that like them. Like, I don't think... I don't know. It's just not my thing. I like to be affectionate with my animals. Like, I like I like cuddling dogs. I don't yeah. like having my yeah. eyes scratched out. Well... Cats bite and... Like, they'll go from being all like... Meow, meow, to like... And it's weird. True, true. I, I feel like a like fair portion do. But, like, if you had one that was, like, completely tame, like, never bit or anything like that, would you still want a cat or no? I'd rather a dog. Plus, oh, absolutely. when you come home, they don't cat respond to come you. Gre- yeah, doesn't come greet you. Doesn't care when you come home. Your dog's like freaking pumped up. But you can't. If I had a cat that acted like a dog, we could talk. Mm-hmm. A cat that acted like a dog. Yeah. It's fair. It's fair. Yeah. That's it. That's that's what I love about dogs, though. Like the unconditional love. I love that appeal. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know if it's like unconditional love. I think it's more like. This is gonna sound bad, but like. The dog is kind of, like, dependent on you. And it's, like, I feel like some people get, like, a sense of, like, like, I don't even know, like, a sense of accomplishment because they have something depending on them and, like, waiting for them. You know, like, cats, like, they don't really give a shit. always loyal to you. You know, like, they're like, well, if you don't feed me today, then I'll just bitch at you. So you think people like that feeling of having somebody or something to depend on them? Mm-hmm. Unconditional love no matter what happens. True. That that is awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Do you think that's healthy? To like. I mean, as long as it's yeah. gonna be a balance. Well, as like, well, let, let's apply that same logic to people. If you treat them with respect, then it's not a problem. But it can be abused fairly easily. True. Sure. So. Yeah, I know. I know somebody who uh, likes to find people mm-hmm. to uh, that are kind of like more vulnerable. I guess socially, that you could say. And uh, I, I don't think the intentions are necessarily good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've always really gotten along and really almost seeked out. Like, like a, I feel like I was a somewhat well-liked person in high school. Like, I got along with, like, a wide variety of groups. Uh, but I've always really enjoyed the company of, like, people that have less options. Does that make sense? Like, people that don't necessarily have as many friends because I have found them to be more loyal, more genuine, and, I don't know, just something I, I just really enjoy those type of people. Trustworthy, absolutely. 
Because, like, I feel like whenever people have, like, a plethora of options, mm -hmm. they typically become more superficial and, like, just just kind of rude, and they see people as, like, the, like advancements in life. Well, yeah, because if you have a hundred people, if you have, like, a hundred pennies or one nickel, like, I don't know, like, if you have, like, a hundred pennies and it's, like, Oh, well, if I lose one, then, like, who gives shit? Now I have 99 more. But, like, if you only have, like, one nickel, then you're, like, don't leave. Mm -hmm. You're the only monies I have. You know, like, what I'm saying? Like, like if you have, like, 100 pennies, you're just, like, fine. I don't like you today anyway. Go away. Like, I have all these. That makes any sense. You'd be a lot closer with people. It's, it's easier to... But you'd be closer with the 10 people than you will with 100. True, true. I have, like, three. <laughs> I feel like you can always, uh, uh, like, I, I guess a lot of, like, a lot of people, if they have a hundred pennies, then they start treating, I don't know, like a fair amount of those pennies that they maybe see as lesser, they start treating them like worse. And I don't know, I don't really, I don't like that, that approach at all. I agree. I, I feel like my mentality personally is I like to have as many options as possible, treat every single one of those options with respect and enjoy the time mm -hmm. I have with those people and only be a positive influence on those people. And then, uh, that, like kind of pick and choose like the ones like you value like a little bit more. Cause obviously you're not going to like have like everybody's going to be your best friend, but yeah, apparently you, that you can have like up to like 150 friends, and then after that, it gets kind of like, kind of start forgetting That'd people so... and like details. That'd be a lot. I think I have 10 friends. For being real, like I have like a lot of acquaintances, like a lot of people I chat with a lot, but like I don't even know if I would call them like friends. Like, I have a friend who I've known since eighth grade, and I can call her a best friend, and then I have Mason. I have a couple girls from my cheer teams, and like that's like it. Like those are the people who like I talk to on a daily, mm -hmm. and, and like I can it's tell really, my secrets too, and like know it's fine. It's really but everyone else, Jordan's a friend. He's fine. <laughs> Jordan is fine. But we're not. Jordan, you're my best friend. You just picked Mason off the list. Yes. Sorry, you're an acquaintance now. <laughs> we can just chat on like the monthly basis. Sorry. <laughs> But, like, you know, like, everyone else, like, who I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to, like, say, like, everyone is, like, a friend. Like, if I'm friends with you on Facebook, that doesn't necessarily mean, like, I'm going to tell you, like, oh, my God, Mason just did this and now I'm sad. Like, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not. Well, let me ask you this. Do you see that as a problem? No. Then, Should it be? If you choose for it to be. <laughs> I feel, like that, I feel like it only matters like if like if you see that as a problem and you're like insecure like like I only have this amount of friends then it's a problem but like if if I'm not lonely and you're you're super likable super Thanks. charismatic like you're very uh, <laughs> you're very easy to get along with so like at the end of the day that's just there's just you know like I like my roommate and stuff who I had last year like I love her and like she's super nice but like we we're probably like you know like, there's some people who you're like just close with because you see them every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, a lot of friends from high school. There's, like, some friends who, like, you're close with because, like, there's, like, a genuine, like, trust there. Like, when my friends broke, like, uh, we talk all the time. Like, we've been friends since eighth grade. Like, we just, like, we consistently talk. Like, I go over to her house a lot. And, like, 
just because, like, I could trust her with everything. But, like, some people, like, it's fine. Like, I feel like acquaintance has, like, a negative connotation, but, like, it's not supposed to. Like, just because, like, I don't trust you with some of my deepest, darkest secrets yet. Like, now that I'm, like, super weird or anything, doesn't mean, like, like, we're not nice to each other and, like, we can't hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. It's just, like, I feel like friend, like, I just, like, pick and choose who I identify as, like, friend or best mm-hmm. friend. Because, like, I could say, like, all, everyone who I say, like, isn't my acquaintance. I could say they're my friends, but then, like, what would an acquaintance be? Just someone who I pass on the street? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's a pretty healthy approach to, like, building, like, friendships. Because you're, like, building the trust, building the rapport with the people. And building the friendship. Yeah, and I'm not saying, like, someone who I meet, like, just, like, randomly. Like, my roommate, I would call her my friend, even though we don't talk very much anymore. Like, I would still call her my friend. Like, I call you my friend. I call, like, I call even, like, Kusha my friend because we've had some strange nights. (laughs) Um, It's like, I would call him my friend now, but, like, I don't know. You can't just, like, everyone you meet can't be your friend because, like, if you can't trust them, like, if you... Like, if I can't trust them, like, if Mason does something to piss me off and I tell you about it, mm-hmm. it's like your opinion of Mason is going to change because you know Mason, right? It's like if Wait, I tell say that you, one more time. Like, let's say, like, I tell you something about Mason. He, mm-hmm. like, makes me mad. Uh-huh. And now, like, you know the story and you know both of us. And so, like, your opinion of Mason isn't going to change because you know both of us. You know, like, how we are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But if I just tell, like, some person who doesn't know, you know, about my life some story about me like oh my gosh like imagine like if the first story you ever heard about me was I like got drunk and like puked on some random lady's wig like you'd think I'm some wild person right? true, true. that's not that's not a true story I just made that up but like you think I'm a wild person because we're not close absolutely so like you can't tell like all these like random stories to just people who like randomly meet and like you've only known for like x amount of time mm-hmm. because then they're gonna get like this weird impression like impression of you so like some people think I'm like I'm quiet like Gen- like generally speaking I'm kind of a quiet person and people think I'm like stuck up so like that's why like you know what I'm saying like you can't like have like I don't know I can't explain it well but like it's 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 different levels yeah. of how, how much you're gonna tell them how much you're gonna open up to them and yeah. how much you're gonna value their friendship because like the longer they're around like the more they know you like the stories they that you tell them like they're not gonna be like oh shit like she's a hoe now like because of this one story you heard out of the three <laughs> stories you've heard about me if you've heard like a thousand stories or you've been in all of my stories and you know who I am as a person so like we're friends because True. you know me yeah yeah like if you or if you just know somebody barely at all well I feel like everybody's kind of like uh I, I just learned this word the other day cause tabula rasa tabula rasa or something like that it, it means blank it sounds slate like you trying to pronounce mm-hmm. drinks oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to order a drink and he said, can I have a daiquiri? He was trying to say daiquiri. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he can't that's say muscatoli. He says muscatoli. And he has, like, I have, to, I have to tell him how to say it. It sounded like you said it right there. Well, yeah, because I've been practicing. Oh, yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Hell yeah, Mason. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel, I feel like everybody's kind of like a blank slate, though. You know, that, that's what tabula rasa, or whatever, I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly, but... Uh, that's what that means is like a blank slate and I feel like everybody's there's a lot of like uncertainty linked to that like to each person and uh, like any stranger that you know and then you kind of build up the like certainty of how they're going to behave how they're going to react and respond to like what you're saying so I don't think that's I don't think that's a problem at all 
I don't know if you're. I don't know if you're saying it's a problem. Your tone is kind of implying that it. Like uh, you think it is. I don't know. No, I just the bigger problem was me trying to explain how I like. Because it makes. I just made it sound like I like wait a certain amount of time before I call someone my friend. But I was just trying to explain like everyone, like a person you meet and you talk to once isn't like really your friend. They're just someone you've talked to before. True. It's like that's pretty much what I was trying to explain. No, I don't really have a problem with only having like a few people I call my friends. Like. I don't really need it. Like, I don't, I'm not one of those people who, like, wants to go tell everyone my stories. Like, basically, like, if something really big happens, I'll tell my best friend, Brooke, and I'll tell Mason. And, like, that's pretty much it. True. Like, I don't really need anyone else to, like, hear about how I fell down the stairs and ended up landing on my left leg and spun around three times. You know, like, I don't, people don't need to know. You're like, satisfied. You're yeah, content. like, I'm fine with just, like, those people knowing and, like, people who I talk to, like, a cool story comes up and they're like, oh, she's kind of cool. And I'm like, that's fine. But, like, I don't need... I don't need a hundred people telling me how great I am to feel satisfied. Like, I'm fine with just having, like, my select few friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's all I am. I, I, feel like <laughs> I, I feel like I have a lot of, like, friends, but I keep my, like, inner circle very close. Sorry, I, like, bruised my tailbone a, re- a really long <laughs> while back ago, so, like, it hurts if I stay sitting, so I'm just gonna, like... Oh, it's fun. <laughs> it looked like you were doing the, uh, what's that, what's that, the Fortnite yes. thing? Oh, I was like, yeah. I, can yeah. Yeah. I was like, I can do that too. <laughs> it's really embarrassing because, like, I bruised my tailbone falling on a guy's head, so, like, I can't really, like, complain much. Do you guys, do you guys want to do, like, one more question and then call us quits? Sure. Sure, Cool. Do you guys think pain or suffering can be used as a tool? Tool for what? Just in life. Like, can you can you find benefits in the pain? I mean, yeah. You don't know negative. how good something is until you've experienced something bad. So I guess it being somewhere so bad will let you appreciate what you have when you have it. And push because you don't want to go back to being like that. So it's gonna push you to get out of there. That's how evolution works. Like, think about it. Like, like, like a stuffy nose. I don't know how. Else to, sorry, I don't know how to like how else to like explain. But like a stuffy nose. You know, like I get. I'm super allergic to dogs, so if I don't take my allergy medicine before I go somewhere, I get a stuffy nose, runny eyes, the whole thing, and I'm miserable. Uh huh. So next time I come over, I want. I don't want to experience any of that. So I take my medicine so I can live. You know what I'm saying? So like, you're saying you learn from yeah, the past, from that and you're saying. Oh, so you guys are you guys are saying like two different ways to learn from pain. Like you're saying you learn from the pain, and you're saying you can like Appreciate. develop like a different type of gratitude mm-hmm. because you know like what it's like to they're like kind of the same concept if you're living in like a third world country mm-hmm. and then you move to the U.S. Like you'd yeah. be in total bliss seeing like a, yeah. a two Just story house. Where, I mean, yeah. Depending where you came from, I mean, yeah. And like think about like true, true. Yeah. Like keep, keep, if you were never like imagine like. Like, think about, like, when you got, like, your first F on your test, like, and you're, like, super, like, I don't know if I'd call that pain, but, like, or, like, your heartbreak. You're, like, heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Like, until you, like, feel, like, super sad, and, like, you feel like that kind of, like, heart, like, that heart pain, and, like, you don't know what it's like to, like, really like someone, and, like, be excited. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Like, because if you if you never felt lonely, like that pain of like loneliness, or like pain of like you like like you like lost someone you really care about, then like you can't really like respect people that you that you find. Absolutely. That's how I think about it. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. 
Or like that, the like uh, the feeling of like emptiness mm-hmm. or like like separateness, and then you like meet somebody and you're like you feel that that loneliness goes away and they like make you feel like complete. That yeah, I agree. And that is a like, you appreciate like, that feeling a lot. I don't know if suffering can really be used, but like kind of like in like religious terms, like some people like like Catholics sometimes like if they like admit like. Like, if they, like, tell, like, their, like, their priest or whatever, like, they sinned, they're like, oh, well, fast for three days and your sin will be forgiven. Uh-huh. Like, fasting is kind of like suffering. You're not eating for three days, so. Yeah, it definitely has to be a form of suffering. Yeah. That would suck. I know, I know I would suffer. Teaches, you know, don't sin. Right. There's well, it, reasons for it. Apparently, like, the, the Buddhist philosophy, which you, you read that book on Buddhism, right? Yeah, I didn't finish all of it, but I read most of it. But what was the name of it again? Why Buddhism is like true, right? right. Like why Buddhism is right. Okay. But it's like it's not the religious; it's the scientific. Do they talk about suffering at all? Because I know I know life is suffering is very common, like Buddhist. I mean, when they talk about like the spiritual stuff, yes. Okay. But when they talk about like the science, then yeah, religiously, then, yes. The, the science version is just them talking about how you like learn your emotions, how to control them, and realizing that like if you're like you're like the module theory about emotions, like there's different modules in your brain that some are active at different points in time. No, I've never heard that before. It's like, but like what they. T- what do you mean by modules? Different parts of your brain. So like yeah, jealousy, anger, rage, happiness. No like way. Each one's in, like they all fight for control. Of Have your, you ever your seen the Inside Out? I've never heard that before. That is crazy. It's like a it's a psychology theory as well. Oh, so that's, that's how that's how people think that's how they think the brain kind of functions is like that. Each there's different parts of the brain and they each all flare up, and it usually originated from like not evolution like early early times where. Like, people learned how to react to certain situations to survive. So, like, our emotions now are basically outdated, um, like, survival traits that our ancestors had. That's yeah. what kind of what he talks about. Absolutely. Because there's no reason for you to have, like, rage like that. Like, why is that useful in today's? But, like, back then, if, like, somebody stole something for you, you could, like, you got mad, you went back, you took it, people wouldn't mess with you anymore. Guess, yeah, like, yeah. Anger. Versus now it's, like, more, I guess, acceptable to be, like, agreeable mm-hmm. with people. And that's also just, like, what makes sense. Well, yeah. But back then you had, like, didn't you, in order to survive, you had to be, you had to do that to get your stuff back. Like, now, you don't need to, like, you don't need that feeling. Right, yeah. That's not necessary. It yeah, leads to bad decisions, it leads to problems. Irrational thinking. Yes. Basically, it's, it's, it does a lot more negative than good. But originally, it was designed to do good for people, and it did. I like that concept, like the inner battle. Like you're, it's they're trying to fight. Like because I do feel like uh, I feel like human beings are very capable of like good and bad on both extremes. I mean, like like there's definitely evil in this world. And there's definitely like love and just awesome people as well. He talks about how like. Especially, he, like, meditates and stuff, but, like, whenever he's, oh, the camera died. Yeah. Um, he, like, talks about, uh, like, whenever, like, something's happening, like, you stop and you think about, like, where the emotion's coming from. 
and like why you feel that way and then as you get better at that especially like the meditation you think of scenarios with like things that happen you think and like you concentrate on that feeling and, and once you get good at it he says like you can sit there and think about that feeling and realize that it's not real it's pointless it's just a mentality and you could just let it let it go and you don't feel anything wow like it's kind of like a it relates a lot to the matrix that kind of like how neo is yeah after watching that movie because uh, I, I didn't watch that movie until like later on and i also i by that time that i had watched it uh well, actually, no, I've watched it in the past year, and since then I've, like, learned about, like, the Buddhism philosophy. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this is actually kind of a religious movie in a lot of ways. Keanu Reeves, like, he went around, like, he learned Buddhism, like, he meditated, he learned all that stuff, that mentality. Really? The movie, yeah. But it's also very Christian at the same time as well. And in, in what ways? Well, the last movie, whenever, you know, do you have seen all three? I've seen, no, I've just seen the okay, first well, two, I this think. This is going to ruin the ending for you, so I can tell you if you want. Oh, spoiler alert. Uh, probably not, just the, out of consideration if somebody is listening. Basically, well, I'll just tell you what like what it looks like. Okay. So you can look out for it. Basically, something happens, and it's like a big, fiery cross. Like a cross. Like, he's just like, you... Like, I mean, it'd make so much more sense if I told you why I'd be religious. But basically, there's a sacrifice, and there's the cross. And it's most related to, like, Jesus okay. sacrificing himself. Okay, so a lot of like symbolism. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. There's a whole bunch of stuff on it, but yeah, that is that is really cool. Like the inner battle. Mm -hmm. I've never heard that before. Like, I like that. I like how you worded that too. How they like they're constantly fighting. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean, like what he says is like you're you unconsciously like they're in the back of your mind. That's what I mean. They said like the psychologists believe that that's true. Mm. That's like a psychology theory as well as a Buddhist ideal. Oh wow! So I mean, you can read the book if you want. It might interest you. Yeah. yeah. Do you, Do you own it? Yeah. I'll definitely borrow it. Unless you want to. Do you want to finish it first? I I don't really have time right now, but that's fair. If I did, I would. This guy just took my time reading it. It's it's kind of he kind of separates it the parts. Okay. So you can read as you go. You're good. I'm so tired. You guys want to finish this? Yeah, I think she's going to sleep. I'm, I'm going to read one quote from this book. Okay. Just because I, I think you guys will find this cool. Uh, I was reading this today and I was like, I'm going to talk about this in the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I had this book out the entire time. I, I just want to, I, I'm curious what you guys have to say about this. I think, I thought it was really cool. Uh, Edgar Mitchell, an astronaut, was one of the first people to see the Earth from outer space. As he later recounted, in outer space, and this is a quote from him, in outer space you develop an instant global consciousness, a people orientation, an intense dissatisfaction with the way, with the state of the world, and a compulsion to do something about it. From out there on the moon, international politics looks so petty. You want to grab a politician by the scruff of the neck and drag, drag him a quarter of a million miles out and say, look at that, you son of a bitch. The, the end's a little weird, but I just found that really interesting. I mean, it makes sense. You realize how small everything is. Just being a plane, like, Lisa Lewis is literally, like, like a dot on the planet. Like, it's so insignificant. And then it's the, like... The planet's like a dot. A dot of a dot of a dot. Like... Anything that happens 
really in life is pretty insignificant. The Earth can exist without people. Hmm. Everything, the Earth everything has never can exist needed without people, people to exist. We need the universe hmm. to exist for us to exist. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what, what person... we do with it. Has hmm. they don't the Earth doesn't give a shit except for the fact that we're killing it, but. They don't, they don't give a shit. Like, the universe doesn't care. They just want us to... Something they emphasize it's a lot. It's just like animals, you know? Like, like if you think about it, we're just an animal. I mean, you know, like, people don't, like, make a big deal whenever, like, deer die. I feel like Mars is like, oh, well, it's just a human. Like, I don't really care. Like, what I'm saying? True, true. The, I know it's kind of an inhumane sounding. They embrace it in Rick and Morty a lot. But That's like, about how I see it as well, honestly. Rick's like, when he talks about it, he's like, they're like, everything, nothing matters. Everything is so insignificant. It doesn't matter what happens. Like, your petty everyday problems. There's those stupid things to complain about. In reality, in real life, nothing matters at all. Because it's the... He even goes in, like, broader, and he touches on, like, religious stuff. Like, he talks about... I mean, it's... It's very atheist mentality, but he's like... It's, it's actually a philosophy called nihilism. That's, nihilism. that's yeah, like exactly what it is, yeah. He's just like, there's no God. Like, I mean, it's obviously a TV show. He's going around through space and stuff. Uh-huh. They're like, I mean, it's different. It's a TV show. He's like, there is no God. Nothing matters. It's all a bunch of bullshit. It's basically like what he says in the TV show, but that's like... A, it's, a, it's a... I mean, the nothing matters part is an interesting perspective because... As weird as it sounds, it's kind of true. You don't really want to embrace it, but it, it is. To you, it's it's not true, but when reality is the world, it is true. True, true. Yeah, I it, I was I think about that a lot. Like, cause it, I feel like whenever uh, you say like nothing matters, like you can respond in like so many different ways too. Like, oh fuck it, nothing matters. I'm just gonna, I don't know, like. But it literally, stab my cousin. Or it literally, like, I mean, as fucked up as it is, it literally doesn't matter. The only thing, the only thing that ever matters to is the people that's affected by it. Besides that, nothing else gives two shits about it. Planet like, nothing cares. True, true. Which is weird. Nobody I mean, cares about your problems. Isolation, either. exactly. It's a very, like, isolating thought. But at the same time, you're like, well, nothing matters, so I might as well do what I want to do. Yes, that's where... So, like, somebody... That's yeah. what there's people that like that. I, like, I express that, which is Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. It's like Tyler, the creator, is that kind of person, too. That... It's like that, like... That nothing matters. Yeah, nothing matters. It's all... I do... I do I watched an interview with him and Larry King mm-hmm. the other day. He is an interesting guy. I like, I like Tyler, the creator, a lot. I think in a more... Re- like the especially Buddhism. I like Mac Miller and J. Cole um, and Kanye West. I like all of them as well. I like Drake a lot, sorry. And like in the Buddhist Buddhist perspective the way I caught it is like their nirvana is a very similar idea of that. Like when you reach that point where like you're in complete control of everything and I think that excludes like realizing that you're like even you talk about like your inner self is not real, like you're not even real. Mm-hmm. Like re- like reaching that point where you know it's true and accepting that and being able to like, I guess, um, what's the word? Like portray that image, I guess. That's like when they talk about Nirvana, like that's the like that's what the overall goal is: being in control of your emotions and like re- like realizing the truth. There is no self. Like no no reactions yeah. to it. There's no See, he, like realizing there is no real self and you really aren't real. 
That's a, that's honestly how I see it too. It's a, it's like a certain type of detachment from who you. It's your detachment from yourself. You, yeah. That makes you find yourself. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it does. It actually, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because I mean, you know what I'm talking. I feel like it would make sense on like the recorder, but you know what I'm talking about. I've heard you talk about this kind of. Well, have you ever seen that Jim Carrey interview? I don't think that so. uh, it's it's really bizarre if you watch it, but uh, he walks up to this reporter and he kind of tries to like walk away from her, mm. and she's uh, she kind of like chases him down a little mm. bit, and he says some really weird stuff. But like what he's saying, the way he goes about it is all wrong. But like he's actually saying some like real truth. Mm. He he says something along the lines like. We're all just, there is no me, there is no you. And then she's like, and he's like, none of this matters. Because he's at like the Grammys or something or some award yeah. show like that. He's like, no, he's like, I just wanted to find the most meaningless thing I could do today. And that's what I did. And then she's like, well, don't you think this has meaning? Because all these, all these incredible people getting together. And then he's like, no, I just wanted to find the most meaningless thing. He's like, there is no you, there is no me. We're just, uh, th and then he starts going a little like, where he loses like the common man yeah. is uh, he's like we're all just uh, well he probably lost the common man a while ago but uh, <laughs> we're all just tetrahedrons like floating through this existence or something like I mean, that. I mean, yeah, I mean pretty much we're just a bunch of atoms. I mean our, our little our conscience is electrical signals, pretty much a computer, biological computer. Yeah, yeah. I mean you eventually they will be able to download your brain and store it in a computer. Do you think they can ever digitize consciousness? I, I mean, it's going to take a long time, but I think eventually anything's possible. True. Why not? If you can store memory on... I think the reason why they can't is that they can't contain it all. There's so much information okay. going at one time. There's so many ethical problems that would come along with it. Do you think we're going to have to go to the quantum level to do oh, so? I think so. Really? There's, it goes so much deeper than the atom. What, did really? you, what words awesome. did you just say? Apparently, like, the laws of physics, like, whenever, because, like... Once you go past the atomic level, law of physics are pretty much, like... Completely altered, compl It's right? quantum mechanics. Like, it's completely different. It's completely different. There's, like, atoms that exist in two places at the same time. There's an equation we'd use in my Chem 1 class, mm -hmm. which will we'll teach you this, where it's... When you do the equation, it's literally impossible. You can tell where something is going to be, but you can never tell where it's at. Or you can tell where it's at, but you can never tell where it's going. You make my head really? And then there's also, so light behaves as a wave and as matter. As like sound and matter at the Which same time. Which is fucking crazy. Yes. And what, I forget what they did. Okay, so what, the way they discovered this is they had this, they had like a room. Was it the double slit? Yes, the double slit experiment. And they would, they would send waves through it. Right, like the, the sound waves, and they would record it, and it would bounce a certain way, and then they would send light through it, and it would bounce the same exact way, like it was a wave. And they were sending individual, like photons. Yeah, like, yes, photons. like at one at a time. But a photon is like a wavelength and an atom at the same time, kind of. No shit. But it has no uh, mass either, or very, very, very small mass. But that's how electrons are too. Electrons are so small, like you can't, like they almost don't exist. They're so small. So that's what the double slit proved that it, it behaves as, as both as simultaneously. Both. Yeah, simultaneously, yeah. And then once you go down past the atom, there's like a whole another world of physics. Like have you ever heard of the God particle before? No, I never have. It's based. 
I don't remember specifically what it was, but it's something like they basically recreated a Big Bang inside of this big, this like four, like one mile loop. They basically created a, um, uh, uh, a Big Bang inside of there. It showed like the creation of the universe, but, um. Did they do this at the Large Hadron Collider? Yeah. Okay. But the particle. Couldn't that like literally cause a black hole and end? No, it's not. Really? I've heard, I've heard a lot of concern about that, but. people freaking out. Okay. Also, we brought that up. Is it's one of my buddies. He's no. like very into conspiracies, and he's kind of like out there sometimes. <clears throat> if I think if they try to do there's fusion and fission, I don't remember which one is which. One of them is how the sun works. Creates massive amount, massive amounts of energy. Okay. I think if we did that, but it's like it takes so much. We can do it now, but it takes more power than it creates. But if, okay. if you have it efficient enough, you can create unlimited amounts of power, like, without... I don't think it costs any power. Like, it's... Basically, instead of breaking apart minerals or atoms, it's rebuilding them. I believe. Something like along the... Really? That's what the sun does? Oh, no. Because I've always oh. wondered how the sun burns, like, forever. I, it creates I've energy. never understood that. Okay, so it oh. creates energy that it therefore burns again, and it's just a reoccurring I cycle? Not, yeah. Basically, it's so hot... But it takes massive amounts of energy to do it. I have to go soon because I'm going to lock me out of the house. Okay. But, um, I'm going to take a long shot when the way they refer to it, but I'm pretty sure the God part particle was like the way that energy is formed. Okay. Like they recorded like the energy, like real energy, like move, like the creation of energy. So they're trying to, in essence, trying to create energy out of nothing. Kind of. Oh, that's funny. Miss Kudrow for sure, though. Did you watch The Office? Uh, I, I, I have a basic understanding. I mean, if you don't get it, I don't, I don't get it either. It's just I don't the, get it. the true Office fans would know. He knows okay. I don't get it. But, um, I think the thing is crazy, but, like, after you go to the Atom, like, shit gets real weird. It gets crazy. I don't understand. I mean, I'm sure when I keep going into chemistry, it'll make more sense. Mm -hmm. But, like, just from basic understanding, like, it was total brain fuck the whole time. Like, it didn't make any sense. But here, I'll, I'll tell you what the gut particle is. I've never heard of this before. Okay. I have, I have a question for you, but I'll wait till you explain okay. the, uh... But the biggest thing was that like all the theories they had like that particle proved all the theories that they were like they had created like 60 years worth of theories and that particle mm -hmm. proved that they were like in the right direction that the stuff they were they had been seeing and recording and predicting was actually right okay that was a big thing do you know do you know who created the theory Higgs Boston Higgs Boston Boston okay I think that's his name never heard of him um, and there's also the thing that antimatter. There's like more antimatter I, than matter in the universe, but we can't see it. I've heard that, and that's literally all I know about antimatter. And it, like the the. You want to show you a video? It's basic behavior. From Bill Nye, the science guy. Would you want to show me after? 
guys. That's like it. Some guy hit a bear on the highway in Cuba, Missouri. A bear. There's a bear? A freaking bear. Wow. What was your question? Though? Is it dead? Well, it is now because it got really badly injured. So they had to euthanize it. Oh, that's sad. It's a freaking bear in Missouri. Wow, I didn't know we had bears here. We're not supposed to have bears here. I hope they come and hang out with us. <laughs> we have cougars in the area. Oh, yeah, okay. Not, not, not cool with the me. god particle is what they believe gives mass to matter. Like the weight. Wait. It get, like okay. it's, it's the reason why something weighs that weight. Like why atoms have mass, why we have mass. So is within all atoms there is a God particle? Is it that, is that the technical name for it, God particle? Um, Higgs boson. I'll read it like this. One of the most important and mysterious... Okay, here you go. In layman's term, different subatomic particles are responsible for giving matter different properties. So like movement, weight, mass... Okay. Like that. One of the most mysterious and most important properties is mass. Some particles, like protons and neutrons, have mass. Others, like photons, do not. The Higgs boson, or God particle, is believed to, give, to be the particle that gives mass to matter. The God particle, nicknamed, grew out of the long term. Oh, here we go. Okay, let me read this last one. This is, this is the last one. The standard mo model of particle physics is a system that attempts to describe the forces, components, and reactions of the basic particles that make up matter. Um, never mind. That was not it. So basically, it's like if something has this Higgs boson particle in it, it has mass. And that's like light doesn't have the Higgs boson particle in it so there's no mass oh okay That's basically what i'm getting from this so there's an absence of it in light mm -hmm. okay I mean, we probably have a very elementary understanding of it they just don't like they don't i don't think they think people would be able to figure it out so they didn't like give a real explanation of what it is. i mean i think i pretty for sure have a pretty good grasp on it but i don't know how it creates the mass like why it's Reason. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. That's fine. My mom just told me like 25 minutes ago she was locking the door, so I'm just trying oh. to go back home. What was the question you had? Uh, oh, wait. What were you saying with the uh, two particles simultaneously existing? Oh, they're so like small that they can theoretically exist at two points at the same time. That's where parallel universes come from because it can technically happen twice. And it just keeps building up. And that would be infinite. Yes. If it can happen twice. Yes. Because it would just continue like that would happen, then it happened again, it happened again. Wow. Endlessly. For infinity, forever. I think it just broke his mind. Wow, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's crazy. It, that, I've, I've looked into the multiverse like from like a physics standpoint, and it, it is so... Difficult to comprehend, but take the chemistry classes and once you understand like what particles are and how they work, it makes a little bit more sense. Okay, I've just I've been like getting into physics literally just the past few months, chemistry. Chemistry so I, I have a very basic understanding. But right. cool, thank you guys for coming on. Hour and a half. Do you guys have anything else to say? I love people. Maddie loves people. Cool. We are out of here. Bye.